Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode. Two worlds colliding together. Theology Nights Undying Light. As many of you know, since uh, we're on my page, uh, my name's Brad. I'll just introduce myself real quick. I'm the host of Theology Nights. Two gentlemen here, one to my left and one to my lower left, are our friends this evening from Undying Light. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, my name's Alex, and uh, you guys probably know me by Reformed Lifestyle on uh, Instagram. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's an honor to be on here and, and to uh, tackle some of these topics that seem to be arising rather quickly. So, and I'm Paul. I'm a co-host with Alex in our podcast. Uh, we are truly delighted to be here and can't wait to tackle these. Uh, Benny Hinn issues. He's I kind of have a soft spot for Benny Hinn. Don't don't judge me for that. <laughs> I know he's he's really bad on many things, but uh, let's try to be merciful on him <laughs> if, if that's possible. I think no. I I honestly think that without even knowing, I think the three of us will in fact do that. I really do. Um, and I just saw that Nick jumped on too. So we all are just to let everybody know how the three of us came to know each other. Uh, we were kind of connected through, uh, Nick from Christ is the cure. So thank you, Nick, for the mastermind behind it all. He is, he's the one that literally set this up. I messaged him and I was asking him about it and he said, message you guys and here we are that was like three well, days nick, nick has a podcast he builds houses he sets things up he literally <laughs> he builds <does>. houses <laughs> yeah literally he, he doesn't, he's a genius I, he is genius. man he really is i uh yeah he's he's a good guy he told me once he was gonna read a thousand page book in about four minutes i didn't think he could <laughs> I, do I, it. I, I believe him I, yeah <laughs> dude has like four phds so we are going to talk about benny hinn um most of you know what has happened with benny hinn um i posted a video doing a review of his sermon clip where he basically comes out and says that he got it wrong his view of scripture is off and he is no longer teaching prosperity theology which is fantastic news and since then there has been 
hundreds of people that have done you know a review of the video they've written blog articles there's people that have offered their um, thoughts via twitter and so we've gotten every sort of opinion that you can have we thought uh that it would be a good idea for the three of us to talk about it and especially since benny hinn posted a video on friday reaffirming that he is in fact leaving prosperity theology so guys why don't we just begin with this why don't you talk about your knowledge of this situation like um what you've seen what you've heard and and stuff like that and we'll kind of see where we're all at basically you know what immediately brought to mind the whole benny thing benny hin issue was uh joyce meyer i don't know when she did that probably two three months ago yeah where she spoke about how how evil it is to tell people that their children are dying and they're having cancer and stuff like that because they don't have enough faith. Yeah. But she never repented. She never told people that she's sorry, that she's going to change her theology, that she she should step down from pastoring because she's a woman. She never did any of that. She just apologized for going a bit astray with prosperity teaching. She she even said that it has it's good things. That's what immediately came to mind when Benny Hinn uh, talked about these things, because he, he also said, okay, the, the Holy Ghost is not pleased with this, mm. with this kind of teaching. Yeah. But he never repented of it. Yeah. He never, um, I went on the video like probably half an hour ago, and a lot of people there were commenting on um, uh, Jesus when he met uh, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Yeah. And he gave back uh, four times the, the money that he had stolen from from these people and everyone was telling uh everyone about how benny hinn should do the same should, he should yeah. get back the 60 million dollar net worth that he has from all the outright black marketing uh, of of the gospel yeah. well he doesn't even preach the gospel that's that's the main issue but he never repented of anything he just told people that he had gone a bit astray and that god is not pleased with what he's teaching and that he's not he's not uh, going to ask for a thousand dollars for from anyone but then the next day he posts another video in which he's asking for a hundred and twenty dollar seed to, to teach people to get out of debt yeah 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 i so it didn't last long no well i heard that video got taken down though it did that, get taken yeah. down and he actually and so part of that video that i was talking to you guys about that i was going to show he mentions that mm-hmm. and supposedly what happened was it was like scheduled already it was in the queue and they just you know there it, it is. just it just posted but yeah you're right it was kind of bad timing that he Terrible. says on one day no more and then not even 24 hours later he's like yeah <laughs> let's go again let's yeah let's take some money so so yeah that's unfortunately you're right yeah, Part of me thought that it was like a reflex act. Yeah. Like Benny Hinn is so used to asking yes. pe- um, people for <laughs> money that he repented of it, quote unquote. And then immediately on the very next day, he's like, give me your money. Yeah. It's like, well, it's like a reflex act it's, for him. He couldn't help himself. If, yeah. Yeah. I I watched it, uh, I don't know, three, three times maybe. And I, I never really, some of it sounded like it was good. Mm-hmm. Some of it sounded like it was a little genuine. Um, and then I seen some of the stuff that Costi was sending out and it looked like there's some correspondence with family members and e- between email. And 
I, I'm, I'm curious to think if maybe some of this has to do with Costi's latest book where he just yeah. kind of kind of blasted his uncle really I mean yep. he just took it took him to the to the cleaners do you think you read it perhaps I, I mean it's not it's not a terribly long book um, and but I you know it's it's a recap to what his entire ministry is and you know and all the traps that Costi fell into is and his uncle was kind of the the paver for it um, and what uh, it, it, so it kind of feels like it was I mean this book just came out a month ago and you know and all of a sudden Benny comes on TV and he's talking about you know how uh, he's the Holy Ghost is upset and this is you know it's wrong to preach prosperity and it's wrong to anticipate all this and um, actually was uh, he says I'm correcting my own theology you need to all know it the blessings of God are not for sale miracles are not for sale and prosperity is not for sale yeah after you have 60 million dollars yeah so and then and then of course like after that like everybody created an opinion and everybody's you you know you're either on one side it seems like or the other you you must sell everything everything get rid of everything or he just needs to go on and preach you know the right gospel now he's made his money he can do whatever he want with it yeah, and Nick I, Nick even made a comment too just now. He said it's mm-hmm. worth noting that the prosperity gospel is not his only heir, which yeah. and I think we would all yeah. agree with that. Yeah, it's true. Clearly, yeah, he, he has and, numerous false prophecies. Right? Yeah, and so I think because I had a lot of people that messaged me and they said that they were like, well, even if he does the prosperity teaching, if he's done with that, there's right. still a lot more for him <laughs> to to get rid of, and I agree with that. Yeah, kind of like Bethel with the whole LGBTQ thing. Like, we were it's talking, still we were, Bethel. If they, we, if they reject Bethel. it, it's still yeah. Bethel. We were talking about that before. You're <laughs> right. exactly right. It's still Bethel. Yeah. So, yeah, there is there is a, a lot of people that have used that Zacchaeus situation to say, well, that's the example. Let, let's look at Benny Hinn in the same light. And if Benny Hinn truly has... Because, again, like, I... I this I don't this wasn't like a repentance video like he's right. not crying yeah. out for mercy to say I have uh, you know forgive me like like I think what he is I, I think this is a fruit of what's going on with Costi I really do like even private conversations behind the scenes that we don't know anything about Costi's ministry how that has taken off now and then again the book I think this is at least the first part of if it is a genuine, you know, I'm leaving this teaching, I, th- I think it's a result of that. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it, it, it's got to boil down to there is so much that he's done in the years of ministry. I mean, he, it goes back to the late 70s, I think, or the mid-80s or something. And, I mean, so you've got multiple decades of him preaching just – absolute terrible theology yeah most there you know from from basic false teachings out to heresy and i was reading one article that said he'd actually quote unquote repented two other times one in the late 80s and then another in 2000 and oh uh, sorry and then early 90s that was probably with the nine nine godhead person thingy because he actually ah. repented from that. He said that every person in the Trinity is, is in, three in itself people. a Trinity. Yeah. yeah. So he, he repented of that. And you know what? What came to mind? 
I'm, I was deep into the charismatic movement um, maybe a year and a half ago, a bit more, mm-hmm. two years ago. And my pastor, he, of course, he denounced Benny Hinn. He, he called him an unsound preacher and he, he even called him a heretic, which sounds right. But he also said that Benny Hinn used to be sound. He has a book mm-hmm. that's called, uh, it's titled Good Morning Holy Spirit. I, I'm 99% sure it's, um, that, that's the, the, the title. And he said that that book is sound. It represents the Holy Spirit. Well, of course, uh, my pastor said that because he, he's a charismatic. So they have a lot in common on uh, pneumatology. Yeah. But the, the thing is that Benny Hinn is product of Catherine Coleman. And I, I don't know if you guys have heard about her. She's not that well known today, but she was huge when the Pentecostal movement was still growing, probably in the 50s and 60s. And she was pretty much a witch. She used to dress with, with white gowns. She had 40 Catholic priests on stage with her on her uh, healing crusades. And Benny Hinn, uh, he, he attended one of these crusades and he, quote unquote, converted. And that's how he began his ministry with the, the foundation of Catherine Coleman, who was a, an ecumenic uh, witch. She, she claimed to do all these healings. And I, I think she died of uh, HIV or cancer. Wow. Shocking. Yeah. I, you know, I read Costi's book when it came out and to see how, you know, and he, he talks about that, um, you know, Benny's early days and how he goes through um, kind of his like development. And it's interesting if you look at Benny's early life, he was kind of, if I remember correctly, he was kind of a, um, he was bullied. Yeah, he was bullied, and he was kind of a disappointment, if you would, to his parents, because his parents migrated here, and they were looking for a better life, and they ended up in Canada, and, um, you know, all, everybody just kind of worked these, you know, jobs to support the family, and that's what they did, but Benny was not like that, and then he goes into this conversion, and, um, becomes this, you know, I mean, there's obviously time periods of struggle at the early beginnings, but man, people just ate him up right off the bat. Yep. His ministry blew up and it was like, so you go from this bullied kid and, and I wonder if maybe some of that early on in his ministry might've had some of that, uh, um, you know, to, to do with some of his early childhood and that to where that mindset kind of moved in and it's terrible that it's just gone on so long that, uh, you know, he's now worth, you know, however many, was it like half a billion or more? Is even that's ridiculous. Well, the the, the net worth is sixty <laughs> million, but that that's sixty million. As much as we know, he has a private park inside his house. Yeah, yeah. So that pretty much tells you where he is. And all, all of this pretty much lets us know that when when someone's ministry blows up and they don't have a firm foundation on theology on the Bible, they're what they are exactly what Paul refers to on the letters to, to Timothy a neophyte he just went into ministry without being prepared and this is yeah. what you get he's a very charismatic person not in the sense of doctrine but in the sense yeah, of but personality in, yeah yeah he, he just people buy him yep he seems like a really nice guy he's it's quite state, a tent- great stage quote, performance yeah, that, yeah that's exactly what i mean Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody said in the chat, like throwing coats at people. Like yeah. he's really good. I, I, I actually, when I'm feeling really down, 
I watch that and it always makes me laugh. Let, let the bodies hit the floor video. Yes, that? that is the just one. The, just the gif that has Benny swinging his coat at people and he just, he just grabs it and throws it yeah. at someone. It's hilarious, man. Oh, man. Yeah, those are pretty funny. Man. There's a lot, I think, that... I mean, you, you're probably right. You can build where he is today probably from those early days of, of his upbringing and his sort of uh, his opinion of failing and things like that and, and getting a little little bit of success through that avenue and thinking, yeah, I'm going to run with this. He probably had people around him that were teaching him how to you know justify by using certain texts in the Bible to make it look mm-hmm. like it was okay. Uh, and then, again, if you don't have a firm foundation on the word, then... I mean, this is what's what's going to happen. So let's kind of talk about what we were talking about. What does it look like for him then? Like, let's say he he does, in fact, he is done with prosperity teaching. Obviously, he's got other areas of teaching that he needs to work out. But specifically with the, the prosperity teaching, what does what does a true repentance look like for that? Mm. Is it giving back? Is it like saying i'm giving my money to a ministry is it because there's no way that he could everybody that he's defrauded there's there's yeah, no way impossible. that he could get it back to those people so right. you know what what would be a good you know example of that i guess what you said rings rings a bell that um from acts two people were selling but that's a very specific um historical context again people were coming from everywhere to um, jerusalem and they didn't have anything to eat or they had a tough time going back home. So it doesn't really apply 100% here, but it does in the sense that uh, Benihan should sell his stuff and help other ministries. I, yeah. I think you're right with that, because he really can't, as you all said, uh, chase everyone down that he has defrauded. I mean, m- many people of them are probably dead by now, because yeah. Yeah, pretty can. much mm-hmm. everyone that goes to his um, healing crusades are sick. Healing. Yeah. I would say... Obviously, I, I, I agree full-handedly with Paul because I think what it does is is it establishes um, just that, that humbleness that would come with the repentance that, like, man, I really, I really screwed up bad. Mm-hmm. And I have all of this money now. I have all these buildings, houses, cars, airplanes, whatever it is. I want to liquidate 99% of all this. I'm going to buy a small house. I'm going to drive a Honda Civic. <laughs> And nothing wrong with Honda. I love Honda. They're good but, cars. You know, he needs to he needs to to take this the Bentleys and, and the, the high end Mercedes and the you know ten thousand dollar night hotels and buy a ten thousand dollar car. Yeah. In a hundred thousand dollar house. And so this it's always like what do you what do you do with all this extra right? And I mean he need, he should liquidate his ministry he should close the ministry doors down he should liquidate everything and, and never preach again and never preach again and yeah I, I i don't think he's earned the right to i think he's definitely disqualified himself definitely absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah. there's no doubt about that yeah and, and i wouldn't even at, at first i was like maybe a small church but it'd have to be you know you know, it's sound, not but... even on the doctrinal issue on whether he should stop preaching or not he was caught with paul white I yeah. think it was in Europe, leaving a hotel, holding a uh, hand with her. And he was married by then. Yeah. So he's an, he's an adulterer. I remember that. And yeah. even after that, um, I think he, yeah, he did uh, divorce his wife, I think in 2004. 
and then guess who married he guess who married them back he's a german preacher in africa because people in africa are just man they swallow up the charismatic movement they bought like, in. Yeah, they do. yeah pretty Book much worse than americans do yep mm-hmm. and people here i i live in chile in, in, in south america the charismatic uh, the charismatics here are pretty big and uh this guy whose name is uh, reinhard bunky i don't know if you've heard of him he has some books um and he's just pretty much as bad as Benny Hinn. And he remarried him to his wife. You can watch the whole uh, wedding ceremony on YouTube. That's unlawful, by the way. Remarrying a divorced couple. Yep. That's unlawful also. And this guy, he claims to have resurrected, I think, like 20 people. He keeps count of every uh, raised hand on, a, on an altar call, kind of like Bill Graham. He's bad. I mean, he... People don't know about him because he he hides in Africa, so there's no much uh, notoriety with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's probably as bad, if not uh, worse, than Benny Hinn. Yeah, I wouldn't even I wouldn't go out to the ledge and say ben, Benny Hinn's the worst. I mean, we've got Copeland. America's saturated with awful theology. Yeah, there's certainly a lot. So, but do you think? Is it anybody like Benny Hinn? So, like, because somebody in the chat asked, does repentance require reparations? Like, is that situation unique to a prosperity guy? Like, is it, is that, does, does that make sense? Like, if, if you're a mm-hmm. Kenneth Copeland or a Jesse right. Duplantis or a Benny Hinn, is that, like, kind of built into the fruit that we yeah. would see? Do you, I, does I that make so. sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And I think there is a distinction because obviously at its core repentance is the the turning away from Mm -hmm. your prior life, your prior sinful life. And I think to to show that you have the fruit of the spirit, you must get rid of all of the crap that you once held on to once you once saw it as, as an idol. The process that God calls us through. He will strip away every single idol that we have. And in most prosperity preachers, that's money, it's wealth, it's yep. possessions. Stuff. And so that's the first thing that you should see being stripped away. And it may take time. I'm not yeah. saying he has to go out on Monday morning and go to the bank and <laughs> turn it all in. But yeah. I'm saying over the course of some, some period of time, if that, you know, in Benny's case, if he repents truthfully, he should start liquidating his big assets and he should be turning that money into, you know, funding, uh, other organizations or, you know, helping with needy children or funding Jude's hospital or something like that to where it goes to a cause that people need it. Mm -hmm. And I, I absolutely think, you know, in those particular cases, um, there has to be some, some change. What was the question again, Brad? So basically, somebody in the chat was asking, does repentance require uh, reparations? Meaning, in order for Benny Hinn's repentance to be real, is yep, he required you, then to demonstrate that by giving, uh, that, the, you know, giving away his wealth, his money, his vehicles, jets, stuff like that? And then I was saying, like, Jesse Duplantis, Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hinn, yep. guys like that. Is that what we would want to see? But are we talking specifically about uh, prosperity preachers or pretty much anyone? I think prosperity preachers. Because even like, and now somebody else said this too, like Zacchaeus, he made reparations. Like yeah, there exactly. was like, he gave, anybody I defrauded, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of them. Yeah. 
So I think with specifically like with the we call them just the prosperity guys. And of course, there's other heirs to their theology. But the big name prosperity guys, Mm -hmm. if they were to come out and say, like, if this is a genuine repentance from Benny Hinn, is he then required showing that repentance to give back uh, his, you know, liquidate his ministry, his funding, sell all of his items, give it to the poor, give it to people like that. You know what I mean? Um, and so is that a part of his re- is that a part of his repentance? Yeah, I would say so, because um, m- money for them is the idol. It's their God. So just look at Paul. Paul was probably quite wealthy. He was born in Tarsus. It was a major city back then. Uh, he was sent to study under Gamaliel, who was the best rabbi in, mm-hmm. in the in the in, in pretty much the whole world. So his parents were probably quite wealthy. Paul was wealthy. He was a Pharisee. It just, uh, it's just a, uh, a historical fact. And we see Paul in, in each and every one epistle and in, in the book of Acts just leaving everything aside, leaving all his idols, taking everything as trash. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's a biblical pattern. If, if you have idols and if money is one of them, which is clear, clearly the case with Copeland, Duplantis, uh, Hind, if they don't leave it and, and still hold on to it, that's clearly not uh, biblical repentance. What would it look like? So let, let's let's play. Actually, let me do this. I'm going to play that video that I was telling you guys about. And so I'm going to play the audio by holding it up to my phone or holding my phone up to the microphone because um, can't play it through and have you guys hear it too. And I want you guys to hear it. And I want to hear what your thoughts are on what he says. Of you have heard what I said Monday night about what I stand on prosperity because of what the Lord Jesus is doing in my heart, which is very real. And I did an interview yesterday with Steve Strang on his podcast that I think you will really enjoy listening to. Somehow today, by mistake, one of my old tapes got on one of our social media platforms that we have corrected. There are still some old teachings out there that I'm sure you'll probably watch or hear, but I do not want you to believe that I have changed my stand on prosperity as I have declared Monday night very clearly. That's been all over now. It's gone viral. But please, again, watch or listen to what I did with Steve Strang uh, yesterday on his podcast. I think he'll be blessed. Bless you. No, I, I haven't watched that, what he's talking about. But evidently, from what I read, he goes a little bit more in depth defending, yeah, I am renouncing that. So do you think, like, is is this, is this like, do you think it's damage control? Like, do you think now he's got to say that video because... He, he's like, oh, crap, we messed up. So, like, now I got to put out another video? Or do you, like, really think that he had a video queued up and it was in there by mistake and now he's, you know, he's really well, seeking to do it legitimately? Given that he has a massive TV show, that's probably the case. I mean, I, I'd rather play on the safe end here and not judge presumptuously. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I could believe him. We'll see how the fruits go. Yeah, I think it's not, I think it more or less been, could have been an accident. Because, I mean, 
I assume you probably know from experience when we do a podcast recording, we put it on the internet in a queue and then yep. we air it on a specific date and yep. um, that We're just midgets. keeps Next yeah. to Hint. Right. And so, I mean, you just imagine how many people are monitoring that his ministries for social media. I mean, yeah, especially right this week. Yeah. You know, and honestly, could it have been an accident? Absolutely. Could be sabotage. Absolutely. Could it have been on purpose? And he's now like, oh, you know what? I'm trying to actually, yeah. you know, create, you know, uh, more of a a blow up for me. Or maybe, you know, because my ministry is quieting out a little bit. I need uh, some excitement. So he's getting I'm old. Gonna re- yeah, I'm going to repent. And then I'm going to go back to prosperity and change the, you know, start healing again. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there's there's all sorts of different things. But. Like Paul, I mean, it's just uh, until you see the fruit. Yeah, charity uh, judgment. Charity yeah, judgment. I mean, it's it's. I'm gonna lean more on the the side that it was accident, and he's going out and probably you know he. We don't know what happened behind the scenes in terms of damage control, but uh, you know, I think he's just. There could be some honesty in there. There really he could sounded be. honest. At least. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If he if he goes back to asking people for money, uh, let's do another live. And uh, we scorch him. Yeah. No. Done. Deal. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> yeah. With a guy like Benny Hinn, okay, so let's say those guys, the prosperity guys, hmm. is, the, is, is it okay for our immediate reaction to be one of skepticism? Or should we, as followers of Christ, give them the benefit of the doubt until we're proven wrong. It depends. I mean, Benny Hinn has a history behind him. So uh, the benefit of the doubt isn't quite happy with him now because he, he, he just has all this history of uh, being a con man, uh, stealing from people, false healings, false miracles, uh, false doctrine, blasphemous doctrine. So I think the benefit of the doubt should be more for kind of like new people but uh so if benny hinn was only teaching a prosperity gospel if he wasn't hitting people with his coats and doing (laughs) fake healings and all that stuff so like benny hinn's more of like the whole package of his theology causes us because i think we would all agree on this causes us to initially think "Eh, i don't know about this we'll see like is, is that what we're we're seeing with benny hinn because of everything that he teaches i i would say so i i i'm very skeptic at first and and i think most of us should be yeah i I think the biggest issue um with christians especially today is just kind of blissful ignorance yeah and they'll just oh he repented oh okay cool i'll just start listening to him again but discernment doesn't seem to take effect and they just kind of blindly follow the crowds (laughs) yep and I think in this case, we definitely have to be skeptic. We have to be very discerning and we have to be very careful. Obviously, we've said this to not pass unlawful judgment against him. Um, we should not be, you know, accusing him or declaring anything in this particular time period because we just don't know anything yet. And um, I think it would have to really take, you know, probably even upwards of a year or longer for it to really see that fruit come to fruition. Yeah. Um, now somebody like Joel Olstein comes out. I mean, Joel's pretty big on just prosperity and, yeah. and gospel. I and mean, if he came out and came on stage and said, you know, all right, open your Bibles to Romans eight and nine. 
I might be a little more shocked. Second yeah. Timothy three. I, yeah. yeah. What's more? Sh- yeah. Let's play that game. What's more shocking? Benny Hinn doing what he did, or Joe Osteen hypothetically doing what he's yeah. going to do? I, I'd I, be more shocked by Joe Osteen. Me too. I would be too. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Me too. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And the one I'd be most shocked uh, of would be Kenneth Copeland. Really? Yeah. He's yeah. the great white demon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesse Duplantis would be a top one too. I well, think. they're they're good pals. So yeah, they are. They are. They don't fly commercial together because of their demon-filled <laughs> tubes or whatever. Fifty-six million dollar jet. I mean, who doesn't need that today? Right? And, hey, no, who doesn't? He, You're right. He yeah. wanted uh, he wanted another one for I think it was this year or last yeah, year. Yeah, because it was like yeah, three years year. old or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I remember yeah, he needed seeing the updated model. To change it. And yeah, then remember when he got confronted by Inside Edition and like <laughs> Copeland? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you guys happen to see the meme where it said Facebook theologians are like, and then they had little snippets of him like just stuttering <laughs> over his words, yes. and it was the it was the Wii, the Nintendo Wii background music was playing. Oh man! I'll, I'll send it to yeah. I'll send it to you guys. It was hilarious. I look that up now. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so I think because that was a question that I get asked a lot. My, my wife and I were even talking about it as well too. Like, okay, so what does true repentance look like? Does mm-hmm. that mean, uh, you know, does it mean this? Does it mean that? And, and so, you know, ultimately, God's going to be the one who judges our repentance. But yeah, I think there there is a you you can't serve two masters. And for a guy like Benny Hinn, his master was is was whatever you want to say, money. And yep. so there's no way for him to be a follower of Christ and still have the wealth that he right. currently possesses. Yeah, and I think if you look through Scripture, it, it makes it very clear. Um, they travel, you know, when Jesus did his ministry for the three years, um, they didn't travel with a ton of money. I mean, obviously Judas b- was in charge of that. Um, <laughs> But you know when he sent out people to to pastor they or to minister to people or call people he didn't tell them to go with anything but what they had on their backs. Yeah. Uh, when you get into Paul and Peter and their ministries, numerous times Paul declares and you talked about this earlier, Paul, that they didn't have anything. I mean he they literally went town to town with just the clothes on their back and and I think. Um, the big discussion today is pay for ministry. I mean, you've got some pastors at, you know, some small churches making a hundred grand a year and you've got some pastors at big churches making a hundred to 200 or more a year. And you've got some that have to work two jobs to pay the bills because they're at a small church and they can't afford it. And so there's this huge uproar in terms of pay rates for pastoralship. And I, and I have, you know, a long set of beliefs on it, but I think you should, the church should pay a living wage. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that's, that I think biblical. that's, yeah. And I think that's all that should be paid. I don't think yeah. there should be, obviously, depending on where you are, that livable wage is different. It's different. Yeah. I'm in Northern Chicago or Northern Illinois by Chicago. So it's expensive to live up here. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you need to walk around with, you know, Gucci jeans on when you come on stage. I'm, you know, you just don't get it. You know, live in a modest house, live a modest life, and and serve the Lord. And I think if if we really start seeing that fruit coming out of Benny's ministry, then you'll see you should see um, a lot of that access wealth being dispersed to places that absolutely need it. How I don't does know it why go- I can add to that? <laughs> 
how does a guy like how do you teach a guy like Benny Hinn? Like so like we've said, he's got a long list of things theologically that need to be corrected. Prosperity, word of faith, healings, miracles, just his overall handling of, of scripture, it, it, you know, his biblical theological view and his hermeneutics are bad. How, how do you even attempt to, because that would be something I think we would all agree that you would want, you would want his theology to be corrected. So like, how do you sit a guy like Benny Hinn down and say, all right, we're going to start working. You're going to get an eight weeks hermeneutic class or, you know, you know what I mean? Like how, what yeah. does that look like? You should listen to Undying Light Theology Nights and Christ is the Cure. Bam. Done. Let's turn turn the show it. off right now. You win it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I, you, you emphasize he's gonna, he, hermeneutics. He yeah. Get good theology. Yeah. I mean, like, mm -hmm. if he listened to those, I mean, I'm not, like, exalting myself. I'm exalting you guys, and yeah, he would get Likewise. good theology. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah, her, I, hermeneutics is the basis for yeah. every kind of theology, and there's yeah. a good one or there's a bad one, and Benny Hans is terrible. He, he just looks for money in the scriptures or uh, ways to blackmail people i don't i don't know how how he, how he even reads the bible I, yeah that's crazy with with black marker highlighting yeah you'd have to you'd, ha <laughs> you'd have to i i agree i think hermeneutics class would be 101 i mean you he has to just clean slate yeah and i yeah, yeah exactly you, you got to be like how do you teach sunday school to to an infant and i mean yeah. that's you got to go back to 101 stuff and not to say that he doesn't know enough about the Bible today, but it's really distorted and it's obvious in what he talks about. Now, in his last two messages, he seems to have maybe familiarized himself with some long lost memories. And I think if he were to just really focus on just some of the basics, he could start to make some significant changes. You know what's the bad part about that? That I know that Benny Hinn knows probably quite a lot of the Bible. Probably. Yeah. He knows parts. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't yeah. connect it all together. He doesn't yeah. have a biblical theology or a, uh, a systematic theology. Yeah. None of that. So I would sit him down with probably every single uh, book by a Reformed theologian on theology proper. Mm. Yeah. He has, he has to know the character of God to know what God hates. And what God hates is what he's doing. And then I'd sit him down and teach him pneumatology, uh, cessationism. Just feed it, spoon feed it to him. Yeah, make him read some make Jonathan him, make, slowly, make him watch Strange Fire Conference over and over again. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Here, here's the Institutes of the Christian Religion. Read this and take notes. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it, it, that's exactly it. I mean, he's got to get back to just the basics. Yeah, and, and you know, I when I was kicked out of my charismatic church because I was I was kicked out for uh, teaching people about Romans eight and nine and predestination. <laughs> I was forbidden to speak about that, and I I was forbidden for, from speaking about uh, John MacArthur. I couldn't mention his name because <laughs> he was he was the the Antichrist himself. I'm sh I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm... And when I probably a month after I was kicked out, um, my pastor sat down with me and he. He just listened to me expound on why I believe in cessationism. I went from literally from Exodus 4 to 1 first, uh, first Kings 17 and 18, uh, mm -hmm. then to some passages in, in, I forgot if it was Jeremiah or um, Ezekiel. And then I took him to the Gospels, specifically to John 5. <coughs> uh, then I took him to Acts 2 to explain him what actual tongues are, and then to Ephesians 2, the whole thing. He just sat down there listening to me. And then I asked him, what do you think about this? Because he, he was just mute. 
And then he told me, uh, you know why I'm a charismatic? Because I read a book that's called 2,000 Years of, Char of Charismatic History. And I wrote a thesis on that book. A, a pretty short one, but still. And that book covers 2,000 years of church history. And just have a guess at how many pages it is. Six. <laughs> it's less than 200. Oh, wow. That's you have a, a church history book. Less covering the whole the whole of the life of the church for two thousand years, and you have hundred and ninety pages, probably even with the footnotes. Wow. And I, I read through that book probably two three times, and it's just pathetic. I mean, I, I couldn't believe how someone could honestly write a book like that and go to bed with an easy conscience. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. You had uh, this guy who's. He, I think he's called Eric. I, I, I'm going to get you the name, uh, Brad, and I'll say to you, Alex. I forgot his name now, but he he uh, supported uh, charismatic theology by quoting from uh, Montanus, who's a second century false prophet. Uh, he quoted from the Waldenses, from the from the Qatari. They were heretics. They were Gnostics, and they denied the, the deity of Christ. Then he quoted from... Uh, the Anabaptist, with the, the, the bad part with, uh, forget his name, uh, John Mathis. And man, just, he was endorsing all sorts of heresy, and his, his only argument for using that was, well, these people have these experiences, so it's valid. The charismatic <laughs> movement is still ongoing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, where, that's where a theology that's based you, on experience leads you. You know what? That would be the biggest response from people that have sat in Benny Hinn's church. And when, let's say, the three of us go to confront them and say, you need to leave, they would say that. But I've yeah. had such a good experience here. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I have such a good feeling when I'm here. Yeah. You That's know, what... My best friend from, from my old church, he was a pastor's son. Uh, he's still dear to my heart. Uh, I don't talk to him anymore because he's forbidden from talking to me. Um, he did chat with me, like, last month. I was shocked. Um, he once told me that he, he went to a, uh, I don't know what to call it, theological institute that my old church had. It was only two years. They just gave you a, a, a diploma. And uh, he, he was never slain, quote unquote, in the spirit until probably a year in there. And then when, he, when that happened to him, he told me all about the experience and how I was supposed to also share in that experience. And that never happened to me. I was even a catcher in my church. Which is a, that's Pretty. a ministry that is not remotely in the New Testament. And I, I did that for quite a few times. I caught people when they were slain. That's crazy. And it, it's all based on, on experience. The, yeah. A lot of people in there, when, when the pastor talked and gave a course on, I don't know, you name it, taking back your land based on uh, Joshua, <laughs> totally isogeting <laughs> everything. Um, everyone was just like, oh yeah, I know, I know the Lord because I was slain. I was like, my, I mean, why? That's that's the why? that's the terrible argument, and I get it all the time in my DMs because I'm very public about my believing of the gifts being, you know, I'm a cessationist. I believe the gifts are over with. And not everyone it, though. But not every gift, just the big three. Just to clarify, <laughs> tongues, healing, and prophecy. Apostleship is the most important one. They always we, forgo that. Yes. But I've had conversations with people that have said none of the gifts are ceased. And I tell them, like, well, can people still be apostles today? 
Well, no. Like, okay. No. Well, that's a gift that go. ceased <laughs> yeah. then. So then ha- let's talk about the other ones. There's it. Mm-hmm. You've now admitted that there are some gifts that have ceased. So why not, you know? Yeah. Uh, argument. That's and, and the hardest thing I find is that people will, will speak much against the, uh, uh, for their experience. Well, I was able to yeah. speak tongues. Yeah. What, what language did you speak? I did it once. Yeah. Wow. It sounded like a bad version of Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> I immediately repented because it just felt weird. So that's my experience, you see. Yeah. I, I, it didn't feel right for me. So yeah. if I went and told that to it anyone, demonic they, would even, say, they yeah. would even say that I don't have the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. how far they go. And if you deny any sort of gift, if you raise your hand while everyone is just chaotically blabbering in tongues, if you dare Switching to do that, the then, then a, a, a charismatic pastor would tell you that you are this close to doing the unforgivable sin. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because if you look at just that drastic difference, like you go to that type of church and you see that preaching and, and all the people are, you know, speaking tongues or they're being slain in the spirit and falling over on the floor. I mean, there's some weird, creepy stuff. The people even vomit on stage, by the yeah. way, yeah. as liberation and deliverance. And then you, but then you go into like a reformed church and you watch the difference in terms of For- like, Frozen chosen. Yeah. Yeah. And people tell us we're the weirdos. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's like, um, I I tell my wife, you know, it's like, I I don't want to go to a church where I'm preached topical messages or I'm preached, um, a, you know, a a feel good or 10 steps or, you know, you can do this with, because of reasons. I'm like, I want to go and listen to, you know, about the gospel because, it's been seven days since I have heard that, and I Seriously, need that now. That's so true, so true. It's it just it, and and I think, you know, and I'm not shy to say it, but I think what it boils down to is you've got such a separation, a, a chasm that God has put between his sheep and then the wannabes. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. Matthew seven is this like perfect illustration of all of these people who. Are going to come in on on you know to the Lord and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this and didn't we cast out yep. demons and that frightens me. Yeah, and, me too. And not to say that some of those and or many of those in that group of people aren't chosen sheep. They just yep. need to be pulled out of that. Right. And you know what also comes to mind about that is that Benny Hinn. To, to go back to Benny Hinn a little mm-hmm. bit, um, as you well said, Brad, he doesn't just teach. Um, all these prosperity stuff. He he taught that there are nine per, uh, nine people in the mm, in the Godhead. Godhead. Mm. Uh, he repented of that, of course. But he there's a, a list with about I don't know twenty Benihin false prophecies. He he foretold that in I think it was 1999 that all the homosexual population of the United States would perish in a fire. That never happened. He yeah, he once said that now. he he literally saw Jesus walking around in his church. So that that's scary and. I think once when he was young, yeah, this did happen. He also told that he, he was praying and then he had to leave. And Jesus showed up, or the Holy Spirit, I forgot which one, and, and told Benny Hinn, uh, no, stay. I need like five more minutes. I mean, would, would God tell that to anyone? I need five more minutes? No. And that's, that, that's, the... that's what he teaches to, to the people that, that, no. that, that listen to him. He doesn't teach the Bible. He just teaches his experiences or he just mutilates the Bible and, and teaches uh, prosperity heresy or this nine, nine Godhead person thingy. 
And unfortunately, he's gotten really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. He's making a lot of money. And, you know, it's there's really good quotes out there all over the board. And, you know, to be a true man, you know, to be a true preacher of God, you preach gospel and then you die and then you're forgotten. And while we still obviously have a lot of people that we seek back on for their wealth of knowledge, most pastors are great godly men and we'll never, you know, we'll never know them outside. You know, they won't be known outside of their towns or congregations mm. and Christianity. Most, most missionaries are like that. Yeah. And Christianity isn't a religion to be made to be famous. It's not a self-glorification. No. Paul didn't go around filling the amplifiers and telling people, you know, to write all this down because I want to be remembered or throw me your money and I can stay another night. And I mean, he went into towns, preached the gospel, got beat up, got locked in jail. And rejoiced because he couldn't wait to do it again the next day. (laughs) Exactly. And even with the Corinthian church, he didn't even ask money from them because he would be a stumbling block. He worked and Mm -hmm. he preached and he pastored them. So with nothing. Yep. And that's the call that we have. I mean, that's the burden that we're placed upon us. And Benny's got this, I mean, I, I love reading Costi's book. And, I, you know, if, if anybody's watched American Gospel, you'll see his clip and his little story that's in there. You know, when they're traveling and they got the $10,000, $20,000 night suites, you know, with gold everywhere. Um, you know, his, his undershirts underneath his suit are like, you know, three four $400 undershirts. And then his suits, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. I'm like, man, I was happy when I got a suit from Kohl's for $98. <laughs> it's like, come My on. My car isn't even worth $10,000. Yeah. It's... <laughs> and they, they paid ten dollars a night. That, that's insane. What does a $10,000 hotel room look like? Can you imagine right. that? Like, It's got to be. Yeah. I think I think Costi 20... said something about that. The the shower yeah. heads were pure gold. Pure gold. It's crazy. Yeah. Your, your toilets are probably even gold. Probably. It's... It's you're sitting. I would on the just throne. gather up the water because it, it it has gold residue and then sell it. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, oh man. <laughs> well, one of the one of the things that we didn't mention, and um, I was talking, um, Paul, I was talking with Alex before. Uh, my comments on my YouTube video, I have received some pretty interesting comments. Um, a lot of people telling me that I have been deceived myself. Um, but the one thing that everybody seems to keep saying is that he is making some sort of six 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 sign in his video. Benny? One of the one of the comments it says anytime he says that he won't do A, B, or C anymore, he makes the six 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 sign. Um, I I don't know what that is. And numerous people on my is, yeah is is it is it like it's hard man it's like some gang sign or yeah something. is he it's like but I mean. Numerous. How are you going to do that forward. so quick? Like, yeah. just say the word and, and do the sign. Yeah. Uh, Somebody told me they were going to sell me a bridge because I, I posted a video giving uh, my commentary on Benny Hinn, <laughs> possibly. Oh, here it is. If you believe Benny Hinn, I've got a bridge to sell you. That's what that's what he said. Hmm. So wait, they were telling you that Benny Hinn was doing a sign. Six 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 signs. Six, Okay, yeah. so first I there's a problem because that's a textual variant. <laughs> yeah. 
There, it says he's at minute 453, he's throwing the 666 hand in your face, plus the two Masonic pillars on the back. Don't know what that is. Conspiracy people. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. So needless to say, mine too. (laughs) Needless to say, it's it has been a very vocal week, and I think this has been, if nothing else, all right. So so let's kind of let's end with this. If nothing else, would you agree that this situation is good because everybody is talking about the errors in his theology? Correct. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So this, if nothing else, then could be used as. So I have a friend or a family member who is caught up in the Benny Hinn movement, and I can now use this whole situation as a way to say to them, like, see, see, see what's going on? Like, so I, I, I think, you know, and again, with Benny Hinn, we'll, we'll see, and, and I think we'll know pretty fast, to be honest. I think, I think we'll know if he is, in fact, genuine or, or not. But I think with this situation, just the fact that, like there's been so many people that are talking about it. I, I I think that in and of itself is a is a positive thing. I really do. Totally, because the the whole subject, the charismatic movement and prosperity theology, comes up, and people are are going to be asking questions about that and looking for answers. And they're not going to look for answers from the very prosperity preachers because they they don't give them out. Yep. No. They they just teach the stuff. They don't give arguments for it or uh, why some people are are against it. And even this could even benefit Benny Hinn because if if he knows all the the conundrum that's going around and and, and all the Christian newspapers and and websites and social media, maybe he's going to get into it and maybe he's going to read Acosti's book or Strange Fire, maybe even. And we should be praying for him because as some memes said, caged Benny Hinn would be awesome. (laughs) He might disintegrate into just ash if he read Strange Fire. Like, he literally might just not even be able to make it through the entire book. Oh, man. But seriously, though, like, like, uh, what? I mean, there's a lot of possibilities that could happen with this. It really is. I think it's endless. I think it's good for the exposure for sound theology. And I think um, this is exactly something that we've been doing on a dying light is trying to take fire at just some of the, the garbage that seeped into the American church. Yeah. And, you know, your average people that go to church don't, are not, they're, unfortunately, they're just not well-educated. And yeah. it's not, you know, I mean, you can put some of the partial blame on us, but you can put blame on the pastors for not leading them in that manner, not demonstrating to them a proper zeal for the word. Yep. And, um, but I think it's I think it's a good start because I think it gives us more of a platform to stand upon when it comes to sound theology because then we can say, you know, this guy, you know, took everybody for a run for decades and you know preached heresy and false healings and you know stole all your money. He was a great con man and he even came to fault and repented. Is Sad that true? Part yet? about that is that even even the people that if that would happen and pray to God that it does. Yeah. Most of the people that follow Benny, they're just going to go to some other flock like uh, Duplantis yeah. or Copeland. That's the thing yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. They're just going to move on. There's yeah. Cause that's what I talked about, you know, and I was even thinking about that. Like the, what if, like what if Benny Hinn goes to those guys and now he's saying like, 
you know, this is where your heirs are. I mean, the 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 chances of that happening are so slim. Absolutely. Mm. But you're right. Like, they're just going to go to the other guys, you know, they're that, just going to say, oh, now Benny's a, he's deceived. They're going to yeah. kick him out. Benny, Benny's yeah, lost exactly. Him. But then can you really account for those people to be true sheep of the flock? I mean, it, that's a that's a hard stretch, a hard sale for me. And yep. not to say that they're not. Because what does it say? They'll accumulate teachers. They're going to yeah, have itching ears. Yeah, exactly. their passions. Yeah, Second Peter two just walks all over it. Yeah, the, the very people are are the ones that lift these teachers up. I, yeah, exactly. These are the ones that they're calling for. And yeah, you know, it's funny. In my, I'm reading some stuff on Luther, and he made it very clear on how the, the movement of the gospel happens. And it's by obviously we know it's God's will that if He wants to send a preacher to a town that doesn't have a preacher to preach the word, he's that, that's going to happen. Yep. And so the preacher is the one, obviously, brings a good word to the people. And then those who seek destruction and and seek entertainment and, and ful personal fulfillment, they're given false teachers. Yep. Paul Washer said something about that really yeah. harshly. Oh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Uh, these preachers are not God's judgment. I mean, they're they're not uh, God, God's judgment on those people. I got mixed up. Those preachers are God's judgment <laughs> mm. on those people because they seek exactly what they seek, and yep. it's not God. It's yes. money, health, uh, yep. prosperity, and everything. Comfort. Sense. And you know what's really yeah. lacking yeah. in the church about why all these errors just spring up? Because people don't read church history. Mm -hmm. This has happened. It's not the first time. It's the not the hostile movement. It's not the first point. Uh, Great sprout point. of of the seed of this demonic teaching mm -hmm. it has it has been from the second century with uh the the montanist movement that was just as demonic as the teachings of copeland and hin and, and duplantis and all these yeah. guys and people just read That's a good point just yeah. read the origins on the of the pentecostal movement it's yeah. it's not old last century it is plainly false you don't see uh, movements like that beginning like the pentecostal movement you don't see that in uh the reformation or the Waldenses, who are, who are quite orthodox in a lot of things, or uh, Saint Augustine, you don't see that there. You don't see that with Baptists, with with Baptists, with uh, Puritans, with uh, Southern Baptist Convention when it was good. Yeah. When it was good, you just don't see that. And the Pentecostal movement is just—I mean, Charles Parham, who was a founder, he was—he uh, was almost arrested for homosexuality, which was a crime back then. Just a matter of reading some history. Yeah. And there's a, a really good book that Paul and I have been reading. It's 2,000 Years of Christ's Power. Yeah, and I've heard about that. It's a phenomenal book. It's very, very well detailed. And it, it'll take you, it's four volumes. So. I was going to say, it's more than 190 pages. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. It, it'll take you a few days to read it, so... They're not exhaustive though, but no, yeah. they're really, no, yeah. there's so much. I more. can't wait for the for volume five to come out because he he's going to tackle the Pentecostal movement on that. Nice, wow. oh, that'll be yeah. great. Yeah. Well, do you guys have anything, uh, anything closing wise? Any other thoughts that we didn't address? I think we did a good job of uh, getting all the main points and stuff, and kind of addressing the biggest issues and our thoughts and stuff like that. So, you have anything else to uh, to add? I just admonish people to uh, pray for Benny Hinn because yeah. this that video you played only a minute long. He when he actually said what the Lord is doing in my heart, 
I mean, my, my eyes just went, wow, there, there's something going on in there. And yeah. I know the cost he prays every single every, day for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know his whole family prays for him. His whole church prob uh, probably prays for him. So we don't know. God might be doing something in, in Benny Hinn's heart. So yep. we have to, uh, to add ourselves to that. Yeah. Yep. You're exactly yeah, I, right. I totally agree. You know, keep praying for him. And, I, you know, and for all of us, it's something that we need to have discernment on and being able to um, just examine whether this is a true repentance or another con. So yep. um, you keep battling the movement. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, keep, we need to, yes. Great point. Yep. Yep. Well, why don't you guys let everybody know your platforms, where they can find you, your schedule, stuff like that. So we are obviously undying.light. We have an Instagram page for the uh, podcast. We each have separate pages that we run. I am reformed underscore lifestyle. Instagram is primarily my focus point. I do have uh, Facebook pages for both Undying Light and my uh, my page, but I don't. I just use it as like a dump site, if you would. So I just whatever I share on Instagram gets put there. So I do I do manage it though. Like if people ask questions, I do talk to you. So don't think okay. that I don't. Um, it's just I'm not on that as much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we try to put an episode out every Tuesday, which we've actually been really good. Tuesday uh, and Friday. Tuesday and Friday. Um, Friday is kind of a bonus episode. So, okay. um, but Tuesdays is where Paul and I actually get together and talk. And we've got a really good episode coming out this Tuesday with a special guest that we recorded. So, Ooh, a special guest. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and uh, for everybody watching now on the 20, I got to look at my calendar. Because this is pretty cool. 20th, I think it is, right? No, 23rd? The, the 20th is when we record it. And 22nd then. The tw then. That, that would be the Tuesday. The 24th is the th th uh, Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> so we're, we're going to record Friday, but uh, the 24th is when the episode will air. We're going to have a special guest um, on that episode. So, And it's going to be on our five solas. So uh, keep your ears open for that one. So we'll... We'll make the announcement closer to that time, um, okay. just in case anything blows up. But okay. uh, uh, worked pretty hard to get this one. So that's awesome, man. Also, like your shirt, man. Thank you. I yeah, appreciate it's that. Sweet. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, and then just a shout out to if anybody. Well, first off, um, I was watching the stream. We had a, a fantastic crowd. People were really they were talking back and forth and. Uh, there was some really good conversation, and there was a, a lot of good feedback. So to everybody that watched, thank you so much. Yeah, and you. if you if you came to the show late, um, the the they are going to have the podcast as well. They're, they're yep. going to have the audio version, uh, and then uh, it's I only had it on Facebook. Either way, but you can if you're interested in watching it, you can go back and start from the beginning. But um, yeah, you guys, I'll, I'll get them the audio. So your your platform, uh, you guys can still subscribe to them and uh, give them a follow on Instagram. And yeah, we also have to recommend uh, Nick because he he, oh, he yeah. did that yeah, with with yeah. this episode with you. So yeah, everyone should listen to Christ is the Cure. Yeah, and Great we speak. Podcast. I think the three of us do it uh, regularly. We speak about Nick a lot. Uh, he really is th that valuable. He's he's yeah. an amazing man, and the content that he produces, I'm sure I could speak for all of us, inspires each one of us to work harder. And um, he is, um, yeah. So he's the one that really organized this. Uh, he's the one that put us together. And uh, this actually happened within the last three days. Uh, we were supposed to do it 
uh, last night, but I asked to move because I was preaching this morning, and so this actually ended up working really good. So I'm glad we were able to do this. Yeah. Yep, pleasure, man. Been awesome. Okay, we'll have to do this again. Sure. Next time, the next time uh, Benny Hinn repents of his <laughs> prosperity teaching, <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. Yeah. That okay. So be, that would be amazing. That's what we're gonna. That's what we'll end with. Hypothetically speaking, who's your pick for the next coming out like Benny Hinn Ooh. did? Oh my, Joyce Meyer. Oh. Well, she already okay. kind of did the same. That, that's that's why I say it because I don't think anybody else has the guts to do it. Oh, she's man. got experience uh, doing it. Got, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that's not that well known, Joseph Prince. Oh, oh, oh I don't know. Man, he's, that's oh, tough. Wow. He's sketchy, man. He, he's really sketchy. That guy's got some bad. He's, he's hyper grace. He really does, man. So, man. Oh my gosh, yeah. he's like a combination of all the bad guys yeah. in America. <laughs> yeah, and he's too young, bad. so maybe yeah. arrogance is kind of blurting yeah. up in him. So. He's yeah, Joseph. I don't he's know like a, you know, he's like you know the who? DC villain. You guys don't know this girl, but she's hilarious. Usually, I don't know if you guys listen to uh, Pirate Christian Radio with yeah. uh, Chris mm-hmm. Rosebro. You know Kay Nash? That name sounds familiar. She's My wife will. Is, is, uh, I just, uh, I'm just going to say that. Todd, She's not well known. Todd White is the guy with the dress. Somebody asked who's I'd, the I'd guy. I'd probably see Todd, uh, Todd White. You know Todd White. Oh, is, that right? one, is that one of those uh, prophecy? Yeah, uh, he's the leg grower guy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 